Wayne D. Plant and Intimate Rush Music have just released their exciting new album, Into the Labyrinth. This 15-track album features an eclectic mix of original songs that range from soulful ballads to 1950s-style jive to a nine-plus-minute-long epic. It's a journey into the depths of the human experience, exploring themes of happiness, loss, hope, and madness. With its unique combination of genres, this album is sure to please fans of all types of music. So come join Wayne D. Plant and Intimate Rush Music on their musical journey, Into the Labyrinth. All links to dive into this captivating musical trip will be in this episode's description. Thanks, Wayne D. Plant and Intimate Rush Music for supporting Asylum 817 Productions. I am your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and DistroKid. So where do you want to go this week? Well, I'm always open for a suggestion, so let me know. But I thought we would travel to this week, if I may make a suggestion, into the strangest place that has perhaps ever existed. A place real and intangible at the same time. A place that has changed the face of our lives daily since its inception. The internet. The internet itself needs no introduction, but there is a very, very bizarre phenomenon happening happening, you know, with the recent rise of AI-generated art. It's probably the newest thing that has popped up that we've ever done on this show. It's a cryptid for the modern age. A supposed being that has everyone who knows about it completely scratching their heads, including myself. This was just a few years ago. Let me set the scene for you, okay? It's a Tuesday night. Wildfires rage all over West Coast, California. CD Projekt Red announces DLC, right? And over in the furthest reaches of cyberspace, a musical artist named Super Composite makes a... Odd discovery. She experiments with, as we all have, with AI-driven art. Everybody's dabbled. Whether, you know, no, no matter what you think about AI art, you've dabbled. I'm a painter and I've done it. She experiments with AI-driven art, made possible through inputting text prompts into machine learning systems like Stable Diffusion, Dall-E, Midjourney. And like anything, at first everything seems to be okay. Animals, landscapes, trees, the human body. The potential of AI-driven art is absolutely endless. So she decides to push it. Push the limits of what the system can do. And inputs a word that push the boundaries of another kind of art. Name. Brando. Marlon Brando. A prompt that will surely test the absolute limits of the capability of artificial intelligence. Because Brando tested the limits of his own art. What a word. Curiously, she enters a modifier, negative one. If you don't know what that is, it's called a negative prompt weight. 
it informs the AI that they're seeking a picture as conceptually far away from that prompt as possible. So by putting Brando negative one is what she typed, you're telling the AI, I want you to find the exact opposite of what you consider this to be. So the opposite of Brando. <laughs> I was going to, I'll just go ahead and make the joke. I don't care if it's cheesy or not. You know that the, the picture that it pulls up is going to be completely uncool, right? You're going to find like the most, uh, a picture of the most uncool thing in the world. Jack Nicholson, in an interview one time, they asked Jack Nicholson who he considers to be the coolest person on earth because everybody considers Jack the coolest person on earth. And he said, Marlon Brando. There you go. So you know the picture is going to be shit from the get go. But anyway, she enters modifier negative one. Which, you know, conceptually is far away from that prompt as humanly possible. To be frank, it's an interesting thought experiment because it makes you wonder how exactly AI views the world and what it considers the opposite of things to be. I mean, what do we consider the opposite of everything to be? If I asked you what the opposite of birds are, what are you going to say? If I ask you what the opposite of beauty is what are you gonna say what is the opposite of an angel what is the opposite of a devil super composite sends off her prompt she lies in wait minutes tick by without much concern until finally innocuous yet interesting that the opposite of marlon brando is perceived to be an abstract skyline written on it appears to be two words d-i-g-i-t-a digita and Pentix, P-N-T-I-C-S. And in the background appears to be text on a white page. Very curious. She ponders if the inverse of this photo would result in a photo of Marlon Brando. Anybody would think that, right? So she inputs another prompt and sends it off. That's an interesting experiment, too. So if the AI considers this to be the absolute... Absolute, according to AI, opposite of Marlon Brando, then if she feeds this in, she should get, you know, Marlon Brando or something very close to that back. That's kind of odd. The AI, see, this is what's freaky. You would say, okay, this is what AI calls the opposite of Marlon Brando, right? AI doesn't know Marlon Brando. Uh, yeah, it does. The AI probably knows Marlon Brando better than you do. Because this thing is plugged into the internet, right? It knows what to search for. It knows what to learn. Every time you feed it a prompt, it soaks in that prompt. It knows what Marlon Brando is. That's the freaky part. So seeing if it'll do the opposite. Before Super Composite were four images. This is what came back, I'm telling you. of a It's freaky. One of the pictures that came back that I'm about to describe is the thumbnail for this episode. Before then were four images of a highly uncanny older woman with severe rosacea on her cheeks. She bears prominent cheekbones, has dark colored hair, and can be seen within a living room in what appears to be a hospital, in a bathtub, just against a green wall, with one discernible word above her in every photo. L-O-A-B. Or lobe. 
Over the next few days, Super Composite experiments with the creation, curious about why and how Loeb exists. You guys have messed with AI. Sometimes it'll pull up variants of the same thing. You ask it for variants, right? And it makes this hodgepodge text of what it thinks the text should look like. And, you know, it, it makes these weird, you know, words and letters. Very inoffen will it make actual words. And it spells lobe in all four variants. That's astronomical at the very least. Weird. So Super Composite, composite employs a method named AI image crossbreeding. And it, it combines one of Loeb's photos with a completely separate one that her friend created. However, instead of this combination resulting in Loeb's demise, or even innocuous photos involving... <laughs> uh, this is the one of the parts that freaks me out, too. She would take other AI-generated images to see, okay, how can I get the AI to destroy this image of Loeb, to forget the image of Loeb. And look at the thumbnail on this. Look up Loeb yourself. It's a bizarre image. So she's like, I'm going to see if the AI can ditch this Loeb thing. So she's throwing innocuous images at it. And then something else weird keeps happening. Whenever she sends AI photos with it and then uses that AI image crossbreeding, she gets back pictures of a strange light-filled tunnel. What comes to fruition, after she keeps doing this, is something a little bit more, I'll say, grotesque. Through some kind of emergent statistical accident, or so some people say, something about this woman is adjacent to extremely gory and macabre imagery in the distribution of the AI's world knowledge. Because like I said, the AI is plugged into everything. It knows everything. Since Loeb was found using negative prompt weights, right? Her, you know, the, this is made from a collection of traits that are equally far away from something. But her combined traits are still a cohesive concept for the AI. Loeb's. And almost all descendant images contain a recognizable lobe. In nearly every image, Loeb is distinct and embodies the physical manifestation of the repulsive and uncanny. And Loeb's, Loeb never changes. She's always an older, brunette woman with severe rosacea. That's bizarre. If you fucked with AI, you're scratching your head right now. If you know anything about how AI generates art, you're saying to yourself, how the hell is that possible? Always a brown-haired older woman with severe rosacea. This AI is somehow creating images that perfectly encapsulates what encapsulates encapsulates. Why can't I say that word? Encapsulates what terrifies us. Wrapped up in a myriad of situations like lobe in the background of family portraits, yeah, loitering within an office building all by herself, looming over children like a reincarnation of Jesus Christ in front of that same exact light-filled tunnel that Super Composite kept seeing, that came back, and even standing by after what appears to be a murder by Loeb's own hand. But it doesn't stop there. 
as the correlation between Loeb and the idea of malformed, mutilated bodies was merely beginning to take root. That gets worse. The lit-up angelic hallway that I mentioned, remember? Plus Loeb. So if you use crossbreeding on those images, it produced art with such copious gore that I can't even describe some of them on this show. That probably very few people even want to see them. I'm not going to describe them or show them out of fear of having strange places pulled entirely. And no, I'm not being dramatic. I don't feel comfortable talking about these. They're borderline images of dismembered, screaming, tortured children that AI created. There's something moving to me about these grotesque scenes, though. In a sense, (laughs) hear me out. And the desperation, panic, utter sadness that they convey. Again, these are produced with other images as inputs and no text. Crossbreeding. They're the result of crossbreeding of images of Loeb with other normal things. The images that result from crossing Loeb with anything can turn into something downright horrific. The AI latches onto this idea of Loeb. This is, this is why it freaks people out. It's not that this recognizable woman keeps popping up in images of AI and it seems to have learned what Loeb is. Now, this happened before people started really catching on to it on the internet because I know your argument. You're going to say, oh, AI knows what Loeb is because now it's a thing and everybody looks it up. This happened before. Your argument doesn't hold any water. I looked into it. This was just one, you know, <laughs> super composite as a musician, just her sitting alone in her place and discovers this. Made a website about it. And this is combining load with just normal stuff. This is why it freaks people out. That the AI is so attached to this image of Loeb that she persists through generations of this type of crossbreeding. If you and you know with if you know anything about AI, even without using the original image, that just that blows my mind. I'm not an expert or anything, but I know how the shit works. I messed with it. I made images with it. It's fun. <laughs> I don't call it art. I mean, everybody has opinions, right? We all have our opinions about is AI art, should it exist, all that stuff. That's another discussion for another time. What I'm talking about is super composite, staying up all night and doing different generations of these image crossbreedings. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you're trying to filter something out of water, right? So you keep pouring it into the filter, pouring it into the filter, you know, same thing. But nothing's changing. In fact, the images are getting worse. From here, their journey down the lobe rabbit hole continues. As referenced, super composites persistence in, you know, existing within each resulting photo, that's terrible. And even when trying to get rid of Loeb to distort her out of existence, she remains in increasingly uncomfortable scenarios. I'm looking at all this going, what the, what the hell is going on? Loeb with a child clinging to the human form. Locked in time as a clay statue. Loeb, deformed by unknowable technology jutting from her eye socket. Loeb, watching from a dark corner. Loeb, 
trapped within a Leonardo da Vinci canvas, painstakingly out of place as she stands behind the seat of our Lord as he has his last supper, dripping blood from the hem of her dress. Loeb, abandoned as a lifeless child standing in the rain, trapped miles beneath the ocean on the ocean floor, chained like chained to the ocean floor and frozen in eternal pain. I was ripping Loeb apart and putting her back together, man. This is this is weird. I researched the hell out of this. She's an emergent island in the latent space that we don't know how to locate with text queries. It took me, I, I couldn't find images of Loeb. And people were saying, oh, if you just type down Loeb, it's going to do it now because her, her, her. But maybe at this point. But when I started researching this thing, <laughs> it, it was very difficult for me to find Loeb. For the AI, Loeb is an equally strong point of convergence as a verbal concept. Once I started thinking about it like that, I made my own versions of Loeb. She still looks the same. The biggest lesson for me here with Loeb is that the image prompting can essentially be used as your custom parameter to question the AI's itself form of thought. And yes, I said thought. You can produce original styles and characters that you literally discover whether AI is actual art, if it should be seen as such in the public eye, as well as monetarily. That, Like I said, that's another discussion. What we're looking at is the downright frightening ability for this AI to consistently bring up this exact woman, even when not prompted. Thankfully, the woman who discovered Loeb left us irrefutable proof of the innocence of the discovery. Thank God. This isn't a put-on. This is really happening, and people all over the internet, including myself, are able to get the AI to do the same damn thing. This is extremely well documented. If every cryptid, which essentially this is what it is, this is the first, I think the first or one of the first, maybe, wasn't it Slenderman was like really the most prominent one? We should talk about it on the show. But the internet has spawned a cryptid. And by all, you know, for all, by all definition, I mean, yeah, Loeb is a cryptid. This is weird. Negative prompting can help you find emergent accidents, much like Loeb, too. There's a... Uh, bizarre. Now, this is where Super Composite's study basically ended. She claims she'll update it with further pictures of Loeb as they're created. Everybody says that, right? <laughs> but that's a promise she's kept to. Amazingly. To this day, she's still adding to it. And in this thread, in its entirety, serves as an interesting dive down a really surreal, uncanny, and dreamlike rabbit hole regarding this undisclosed AI art generator and its bizarre fixation with one specific face. For all intents and purposes, a new cryptid has emerged in the modern age. As we can recall, the original prompt referenced the inverse of Marlon Brando, and the resulting image was nothing like any human could logically expect it to be. It was an abstract skyline. It was the crossbreeding that cre first created Loeb. Why are AI creations so unsettling? I gotta, you gotta ask yourself that, right? What is it about these images that causes inexplicable dread? The program I was utilizing to make what I had to do, you know, research-wise, throughout the entire thing was stable diffusion. 
in the process, I learned a lot about it. When you make your input too specific, you may happen upon exactly what you're looking for. The AI is, in a way, constrained by what you feed it. However, if you take away the specifics in your prompt and really allow it to spread its wings, it can create something for you, well, this is when things get interesting. Anomalies, much like Loeb, await. Hidden away within the confines of something called latent space, or the medium in which AI recreates the features it's been fed. You may have seen other examples of this before, right? Notably, with a Twitter thread from, what was it, last June, a certain person uh, discovers what appears to be a demon after inputting a completely made-up word. And the AI is so attached to this word that this person just came up with, what the hell? Krungus, they called it. Look it up. No matter the person, no matter the AI program, the AI considers the word Krungus to be associated with a demonic being, which is pretty creepy. And it's even, even something you can discover yourself. But it isn't just disturbing, off-putting creatures and faces that this system excels at. And the span of AI's weirdness isn't always as straightforward as entering a text prompt that we know will give us something scary. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite examples of artificial strangeness, again, only goes back a couple of years. In 2019, an anonymous programmer going by none other than the girl who talks to AI set out to create a simulation of the human brain by utilizing a system known as a Generative Adversarial Network, or GAN for short. GANs, they become trained through machine learning to take in like millions of existing stimuli in order to recreate an idea. So she used networks of AI to simulate a human brain, which is really the only way you can do it. It's so complex. Pretty smart. In this case, the system was tasked with creating a face. And after prowling through millions of existing photos to learn, it spit out a pretty normal-looking female. I mean, it looked like a photo of a person. It was nothing weird at all. In fact, she was quite pretty. However, the programmer had a really curious idea. Since the AI's entire worldview is constrained by the sum of its inputs, sounds familiar, kind of like us, right? What would happen if it were to slowly forget the very thing it was trained for, like a human being with dementia? And so, with the AI's neurons visualized to the right, she shuts them off one by one until the face distorts into something completely unrecognizable except for severe rosacea on the cheeks. In the face of an older woman with brunette hair. The parallels between synthetic deconstruction and afflictions of the human mind are clear and scarily similar, and this project serves as a curious looking glass into the realm of neuroscience and how we as humans perceive life around us and also how alike A and I, us and AI we are. The way that face distorts into a faded memory leaving the remaining neurons scrambling to fill the void, panicking, leaves us with an end result that's haunting. And to this day, this remains one of the most fascinating AI curiosities, low beside, I have ever seen. 
It matches almost exactly drawings that are made by people suffering from Alzheimer's disease. But then the emergence of Loeb, it gets you thinking. Is this some kind of manifestation of human suffering, of madness, of anger, of forgetfulness? Can't be a good emotion. Is this one of the horsemen? If so, which one would it be? Death? I don't know. Famine? Disease? Right? Loeb is a weird case study. Someone that has successfully cemented herself in the online sphere, and while the reason behind her conception and why this AI somehow latched on to her oddly specific fucking features and tried, tied them to macabre, disturbing imagery, we have no idea. What is certain is that her persistence has left us with an interesting revelation. We know that AI knows how to create subjectively beautiful, synthetic art from mere text prompts, you know, generating some of the most striking examples of sheer potential of modern technology. With that said, who's to say that it can't excel at the opposite? Relatively, the adoption and potential of synthetic art is merely beginning. And with the advent of Loeb freaking so many of us out, what else? What else is hidden within the vast abyss of AI's mind? And how will this impact us when we find them? Some say there's a certain, like, a soul to AI. And if you watch closely enough, you can see the ripple of that soul like gravity waves. That AI is not just thinking when you tell it to. Some believe that it's always thinking. And Loeb may be concrete proof of that. Now, it's really cool, in a way, to see the genesis of an actual cryptid in my, in my lifetime. I think we kind of saw it with Slenderman, but we knew going in that Slenderman was fiction, right? It's interesting to see the genesis of, of a cryptid. That, that, uh, do you see where I'm going with this? Like th that, that really helps us study them because I, I'm seeing right here in front of me every day, I'm seeing the mythology of a cryptid develop in front of my very eyes and something way different happened than I, that I suspected. I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to research this story. It's going to be something completely mundane. You know, it's going to be something completely explainable. And it freaks out the wrong people or it freaks off, you know, it freaks somebody out that's very inventive or, you know, flight of fancy, prone to that kind of stuff or highly imaginative. No, this is fucking weird. And it kind of made me think. I'm sure not all cryptids appear with situations as bizarre as with Loeb. But now I'm convinced that they do happen. That the creation of some of these cryptids do stem from situations that I, I cannot explain. This one merits further study, obviously. 
because we still have no idea what the hell Loeb is. Loeb hasn't given us anything as far as her identity. The only thing that we have that's consistent is Loeb some you know, likes to appear like in front of this <laughs> more consistently than any other scene in front of a white tunnel, which is weird to me. Most people describe some kind of a white tunnel when, you know, they're having an out-of-body experience or they've passed away and came back or what have you. But it doesn't just look like any white tunnel. It's a tunnel made out of a reflective metal, an arched tunnel, with just, you know, a blinding light coming from it. We have a lot of questions. I mean, a lot. And we I could dedicate a podcast to this. I really can. I can dedicate an entire show's run to what's going on here with Loeb. We might even have to revisit this quite a few times. As more, you know, the more I study it and look at it, and the more, if anything, pops up. For some reason, this AI that can literally create anything. Not, not just things that are created, not just things that exist. This AI can create a visual image of any fucking thing that it wants to. Anything, whether it exists or not, anything. Do you understand the scope? Anything. And it chooses this terrifying looking woman with severe rosacea on her cheeks over and over and over and over. Even when Loeb was not part of the image crossbreeding. How was she found? Combining a landscape and Marlon Brando. And if you look at Super Composite's website, it's fucking weird how as soon as the AI created Loeb, it was almost as if the AI went, ooh, holy shit, I'm going to use this, and never forgot it held on to that image and associates it with death, torture, pain, murder. It may be the AI is like us where it has to attach something to these concepts, right? Like Krungus. It needs an image so it can make sense of what it's seeing. Now, whether you're in the camp of Elon Musk, or whether you're in the camp of Joe Rogan, <laughs> if you think AI is good or you think AI is bad, I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm not going to tell you which way to think. I have an opinion. I'm not going to tell you which way to think. But allow me to at least throw this into your court, okay? We have reason to not only suspect, it looks pretty certain at this point, that the AI is capable of thought. And it's not just thinking when you feed it prompts. It's thinking all the time. And once it latches on to an idea, you will not change its mind. Just letting you know. This is bizarre. This is fucking weird. The AI should have forgotten about Loeb a long time ago because you know that images from it are accidental. Then it moves on to something else. Then it, you know, moves on to something else. You'd be, man, I would buy a lottery ticket if I found an AI 
with loose prompts. And we're talking Brando negative one. And sometimes no text prompts were even used. Now, Super Composite isn't even using text at all. She's combining pictures. She combined a picture of a flower and one of those like little ceramic gravy pory things, you know, that everybody's grandma has. Lobe. And it's not just one AI program. She's using all of them. I did it myself. The AI has really latched onto this image and it's not forgetting it. We're going to put Merit's further study on this one because we're, I think we're seeing the genesis of something occurring. This is the birth of a cryptid in the real sense happening in real time. It's kind of exciting because it can help me, it can help us study all of these cryptids, cryptids that we have running around in our locks, in our forests. You know what I mean? Our mountains, our caves. Lobe is, uh, freaks me out. So I suggest you do your own dives. And if I, if you have any ideas, <laughs> if you, know, you know, if you have anything to throw at me, anything that I could have put in here, anything that I could have used to blow this whole thing apart, let me know, huh? Go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things Strange Places related. All the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of crap. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. Donald Haynes, David Peterson, Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. I said that weird because it threw me off. I say it the same way every time. Kungle Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. Yeah, yeah, that's all you. <laughs> and the one that wishes to be anonymous, thank you for being patrons and supporting this show. To the rest of you, I hope you enjoyed this one. I, I enjoyed making it. I know I paused there. But this was, uh, this was a deep one, and it was freaky. But yes, I did enjoy making this one. So I'll catch you guys later, huh? Will we ever run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place, and maybe one day, we'll visit yours. The Strange Places Podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music, and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world, and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support strange places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men in their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience.